friends, we can all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro. This is sunny side of sports. Right here on the Voice of America. Voice of America. Sporty greetings, Voice of America listeners. I'm Mugbil Yabro filling in for Sonny Young today. Let's get into the February 29th edition of the sunny side of sports. We're going to start off with the uh, FA Cup win uh, for Liverpool, uh, 3-0 win over Southampton. The key storyline here for me was uh, the 18-year-old Jalen Dan scoring two goals. Um, What were your thoughts on the win? Um, And um, basically, what was your thoughts on the young man uh, scoring those goals? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You know, Jalen Dan... It's one of the young, talented uh, players playing for Liverpool. Um, you know, like you mentioned, they had this big win with the youth, but also they just won the Carlin Cup with uh, same young players, you know, against a very strong team of, you know, seasoned pros at Chelsea. So uh, they're absolutely doing fantastic at the moment. I mean, when you think about the fact that Liverpool have injuries, or actually just across Europe, across all the big clubs, small clubs, mid-clubs, it doesn't matter. Everybody's having all these injuries just as a result of the schedule uh, crunch, you know, if you will. And so as a result of Liverpool missing all these uh, senior pros to the treatment table, they have to feel... Basically, the academy players. Now, when we're talking about the academies, you know, the academies are benefiting from, I guess, the situation with all the injuries, right, to the senior uh, pros. So, uh, I guess Liverpool's academy is benefiting, and uh, across all the other clubs as well, uh, they're benefiting um, because they don't have a choice. I, I think. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about other clubs. Uh, and then we talk about clubs like Barcelona. You know, uh, the fact that they're fielding, you know, uh, people from the academy as well because of their own problems, whatever they may be, uh, you know, is just a testament to the fact that, uh, yeah, these clubs are taking advantage of a negative situation or turning a negative situation into a positive one for sure. Yeah, Kali, um you know, staying on that point, uh, in the past, right, we've seen uh, teams constantly, even regardless of injuries, um, kind of stay away from uh, giving the younger players opportunities to play in pivotal uh, games like this, right? This is not a, mm-hmm. um, a game against, you know, a smaller team when the EPL is in a lock and Liverpool's up by, you know, eight points. This is this is a crucial game um, that you know allowed them to now uh, get into the quarterfinals uh, of the FA Cup, and you're playing that much youth. Granted, uh, as we mentioned, due to injuries, uh, a big portion of it, but they still have a lot of seasoned players that could still be playing on this roster, uh, and some of these younger players get the look before them. Uh, what do you think is the main reason for that? Uh, you know, in in I guess in today's game, what is the difference than how it used to be? Yeah, I think uh, when you, yeah, when you think about uh, play, young players getting opportunities in major clubs uh, historically versus now or versus today, 
I guess it's important to, to note the the fact that I guess the pathway for young young players has evolved significantly, right? Because back in the day, I guess for a young player, you'd get maybe one game, two games. You get like two, three minutes at the dying stages of game. Just your coach is basically giving you a cap. You know, you are you you are you are you are you are paired in this game. Even if it was like a few seconds, that you didn't even get to touch the ball and make any impact. But you know, it'll go on that coach's resume that he gave you a look, right? So, so many coaches have done that in the past. Um, it wasn't like today, just like you're saying, where coaches have no choice. They got to throw in a youngster uh, because they don't have a bench. They don't have a, you know, even a, a, a starting 11 and they have to do what they have to do. Um, a lot of the young players are talented. They are playing beyond their years. I mean, you know, I know several players. You talk about uh, Hendrik, the kid from Brazil, from uh, Palmeiras, who, who's playing for Real, about to play for Real Madrid now. He's at 17. He's a revel, you know, revelation. You know, so it's not as if he's he's green, wet behind the ears, and you know, you're gonna throw him on and he's gonna be a liability. No, you know, some of these young players at age 15, 16 are balling as if they're 28, 30. You know. So it goes to show you that there's definitely been an evolution in terms of uh, youth development. Um, and I guess that evolution has, has, is the reason why younger players are, are getting more opportunities uh, at high levels that may have not been the case uh, back in the day, as you say. And also, you know, just the, 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 the scheduling, you know, those those issues with scheduling, as we, we, we said earlier, are, are forcing the club's hands where they have to play the youngsters and they have to utilize their academies more. Also, one other note really quickly is FFP. The financial play being what it is now, the clubs being fined left, right, and center or charged for, for fin financial breaches. Um, clubs can't really afford to get in there and just buy, 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 buy ready-made players. They, so they have to start utilizing the academies for what they were, uh, they were meant for. Absolutely, I, I definitely agree. Um, if we're looking ahead to the FA Cup, since we're, we're discussing the FA Cup, so we have um, Man City versus Newcastle, mm -hmm. Chelsea versus Leicester City, Wolves versus Coventry, and Manchester United versus Liverpool. Um, yeah. Which one of those games seems to you like the matchup to watch? Yeah, I mean, certainly it has to be Man U, Liverpool, Manchester United, and Liverpool because obviously the uh, historic rivalry. And also, you know, one thing to note is the Manchester United that we all grew up uh, loving with Sir Alex Alex Ferguson. He always played youngsters, right? He gave youngsters a, a chance, uh, especially in these cup games, right? So basically, what Liverpool are doing, Manchester United were, were well renowned for back in the day. So um, it'll be interesting to see because Manchester United are having a, a different kind of season to Liverpool, where Liverpool are kind of at the top. They're winning things. They have already won a trophy this season. Whereas Man United are kind of struggling, um, they're not in the Champions League, not in Europe. They're, you know, looking to win anything right now to just keep their season 
uh, from being a complete disaster, written off right. as a complete disaster, right? So I, I imagine that Manchester United may be fielding their first 11 because they need to win that. Whereas Liverpool, you know, uh, because they have, they have no choice or because they're seeing the youngsters doing what they're doing, they may continue just fielding the youngsters. Um, whether or not the senior team players are available for that game, you may see club continuing on with the youngsters, um, which would be very interesting to see indeed. Lastly, before we get out of here, just a trending topic as we always see whenever he does anything football related, it kind of picks up traction. Cristiano Ronaldo has a one game suspension due to uh, some obscene gestures that he made during a match. Uh, what are your thoughts with the suspension? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. You know, like you say, he's, he's, he's at the top of the mountain of football, you know. So whatever he does is seen by, by everybody, seen by all. So he has to be very careful. Not only that, you know, he's playing in the league, uh, you know, in a very conservative country. Uh, it's just it's a lot of, uh, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of things that... He, you can't do, you know, in, in such a league where there's, there's, there's just so many... Um, restrictions. Yeah, there's so many restrictions. You're not in Europe, you know. You, you have to kind of watch yourself. I, I, but besides all of that, I think that he's, uh, he's such a role model for, for so many young people that um, I think he, he needs to kind of get a control of his emotions. It's a very emotional sport, and for a player like him... Who wants to win everything? I, I, I imagine he and his children playing at home. And <laughs> sometimes I think like, does he even does he even allow them a look, you know, and a look <laughs> kick about to his kids? But that tells you just how much of a winner he is um, as a professional. But still, you know, you got to keep your emotions in check because, like I said, you're you're such a huge role model um, for young people and just the league that you're in. That, you know, has a lot of uh, restrictions, like you mentioned, or you know, they uh, they want to promote a different set of values than you're used to in Europe. You kind of have to watch it. Absolutely, no, I, I definitely would agree. Uh, thank you so much for being on the program with me today. Uh, that is uh, Kali Abdu. Thanks, Kali. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Staying with football, Juventus midfielder Paul Pogba has been banned for four years by Italy's anti-doping court after the World Cup winner tested positive for testosterone. Pogba's positive test was announced in September following an exam the previous month. Pogba opted not to make a plea bargain with Italy's anti-doping agency and so the case was tried before the country's anti-doping court. A person with direct knowledge of the case confirmed the verdict to the Associated Press on the condition of anonymity because the sentence was not made public due to Italy's privacy laws. Pogba says the ruling is incorrect and that he will appeal it to the Swiss-based Court of Arbitration for Sport. The France International turns the French International turns 31 
next month. Now tossing it over to the basketball court, I have my man Action Jackson Vuganyi in the studio with me today to talk about the NBA games that were played last night, as well as BAL Season 4. Welcome to the show, Jackson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, Mark Bill. So nice to be here with you. Absolutely, Jackson. Let's kick it off uh, with the games last night. We cannot talk about games that were played last night without going to the clash of Los Angeles. Yes. Who runs LA? <laughs> the LA Clippers versus the LA Lakers. Lakers were able to come back from a 20-point deficit to finish off the game 116-112. Absolutely. All because of King James. King James. Oh, we call him Got James. Go James. <laughs> Go James. Listen, McBill, the Clippers uh, are considered a, a championship contender right now, but they were no match for LeBron James. Uh, Amy, what can we say really? LeBron has been so great for so long that it's easy to kind of take him for granted sometimes. Some of the things that he does, you know, whether it's putting up 30 points or, you know, it, you know the superhuman. He, he's superhuman at this point. You know, so I guess we are numb. <laughs> yeah, no. Anyway, like you said, the Lakers, you know, James led the Lakers uh, to a 20.1 fourth quarter comeback in their 116-112 uh, win over the Clippers. This is the biggest fourth quarter comeback of LeBron's career. Uh, LeBron at this point is averaging over 25 points in his 21st season, my friend. Can you say that one more time? What? 25 <laughs> points in his 21st season. Okay, <laughs> Talk about being superhuman. <laughs> that is more than, I was reading, it's more than three times what any player at this stage of their career has averaged. And he's, asked, he's scored more points so far this season than all players in their 21st season combined. Bro, Talk to me, bro, man. Bro, <laughs> I, I'm just going to say this. Uh, LeBron has been a dominating force in the NBA as soon as he entered. Yep. I remember, you know, LeBron being a couple years older than me. I was maybe 14 years old when LeBron enters the league. Yep. Bro, I'm turning 36 this yeah, year, and, and the LeBron man is, is still, still playing, dominating, not Dom just playing, do dominating. Yes, because this high level, this playing. Yes, there's also <laughs> dominating. <laughs> no, playing is what we do on the Absolutely, weekends. Absolutely, right? yes. You and I, we play. We <laughs> shoot a bucket. You know, we don't dunk. I mean, right, I don't right, dunk. I don't right. know if you still, your knees are still able to, you know, yeah, to do it. I can get a little bit, you know. But maybe. this man, for it's, 21 years. Yeah. Of our life, okay? Unreal, bro. Unreal. When do you think LeBron is going to, you know, get the, the credit that he does? It's so, it's so interesting that we see, uh, you know, sometimes the GOAT conversation. The, the take, GOAT talk, yes. It takes away from the, you know, us experiencing LeBron Absolutely. in real time, right? Absolutely. When do you think, like, once he retires, will it be like the first year or two when people realize, like, we witnessed greatness, like, greatness for 20-plus Absolutely. Absolutely. years? I don't know whether there will be a moment. I'm sure there will always be. This is going to be a you know debated for so many more years to come. Yeah. Um, I don't think there will be a talent as close to LeBron, uh, even you know ten years after he's left the. Because you know he's built different. He's just a whole different pedigree, different caliber player. Right. And 
you know, we, when we talk about the God, you know, the God conversation between him and my, Michael Jordan, my, you know, two cents on that is that they were playing in different, you know, generations, right. uh, different times. And, and, you know, basketball has evolved as a game. But when we look at the evolution of basketball in the last 21 years, mm-hmm. no one single name has been on top. You for know, as long. for as long as LeBron. I mean, this guy has played with some of the fathers, uh, uh, this, uh, yeah. some of the kids that were born by the players. That were, oh yeah, <laughs> a bunch of juniors. With him. He yes. played against Tim Tim Hardaway, yes. then Tim Hardaway Jr. Right. So the likes, yeah, he's he went he's down about to play against his son Bronny at this point. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean. Right. Listen, he has at least a good two years in him. When you look at the caliber, I mean, the, the level of play that he's, he's putting in right now. Oh, yeah. No, he no, has, if, if he wants to just play like some, some greats, for instance, right? If we even compare him to Jordan, right? Jordan, when he was 38, 39. Right, when he was the, in with DC. With the Wizards. Yes. Was not looking like this. Absolutely you know, not. You know, sub, Absol- sub I mean, par of a shell of himself, you would say, really. So if LeBron wants to continue to play until he's on that type of a decline, he can play another five, six, Absolutely, easy. absolutely. You know, like absolutely. well into his 40s, absolutely. which is insane. But I think he's also going to want to leave on top, you know, in, in that conversation of like every year he can potentially be MVP caliber. But the, the thing again, he just keeps getting better and better and surprising us. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right, like right. There's, there are times when he's a, a little bit on a decline here and there, but I think it overall, up the right time. overall, when yeah. you look at the averages of this guy has been putting up, yeah. he is like a 28-year-old, you know, <laughs> yeah. playing in, you know, back in, you know, 15 years ago, you know. Yeah. So LeBron James, I mean, this man is, 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 you know, we are so lucky to be around alive watching him play right now. Yeah. And regardless of whether he gets that stamp of approvals from the quote-unquote haters right. or the Jordan lovers, right. <laughs> I still, for me, he is the goat. The goat that has hey. already been like crowned yeah. the king respects hey, listen man I, I, th- I think I think it's a great take uh, I think I liked how you you know worded initially because you know as the game continues to evolve we will see eventually a player that should be able to surpass LeBron because we always expect the game to keep getting better and better right. and better so you know it's very sometimes you know the, the, the OGs will sit back and say, well, you know, back in the 80s, and, you know, and it's like, yeah, those guys could only shoot with one hand. Right. Like, like they couldn't dribble the ball with their left hand. Absolutely. You know? So it's like the game has evolved to an extent. And even I heard a conversation uh, the other day where, you know, I, I respect Allen Iverson is one of my favorite players simply because he was bigger than the game. Yes. Right. He was a pop I culture a larger icon. than life character. Absolutely. For sure. You know, so, yeah. so AI uh, was on a podcast now. Now everybody has a pod now. Right. So, they so Shaq, did, right? <laughs> he was on Shaq's pod yeah. and uh, he was asked whether or not he thinks that Kyrie Irving has the best handle or like somebody posed a question to him and said, who has a better handle, you or Kyrie? Mm. AI said, by far, Kyrie has the best handle he's ever seen. Right. And then, you know, Shaq goes back and goes, no, I think yours. No, he goes, he goes, he said, I think that uh, Jason Williams mm. has a better handle no, than sir. Kyrie. No, sir. I loved White Chocolate. Yeah, and I think no, White no, Chocolate no. in today's game <laughs> yeah. would have been better because right. I think he was ahead of his time. Right. But Kyrie, Kyrie's, the way Kyrie, yeah. Kyrie's handled, 
Kyrie has low key been uh, helping Luca with his hand. Absolutely. Have you seen? You can see Luca's, Luca's hand has changed. It's crazy. Absolutely. I'm telling you. Absolutely. So, you know. No, I'm. I, for me, I, I watched a little bit of that podcast, and yeah. I think that was a moment of truth. First of all, humility. Yeah. From AI to you know, AI so humble, he's being though, crowned, yeah. and it's like no, 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 no. Yeah. Look at this guy. He's yeah. playing in this time in this generation when this game is at this point. So evolved. And it's you know, look at what it, the things he's doing. I wouldn't have been able to do them back in my time. Kyrie's handles insane. Yeah. Man. Anyway, so we, I, I wanted us, before we crown off, we're thinking, so who is going to be the next LeBron James? Is it going to be Wembe Yama? Who is going to <laughs> now, that's the thing. the thing. The thing that I love about Wemby is, number one, I think, if he can stay healthy, you know, at his size and his frame, that's key, right? Uh, because LeBron's legacy is that it, it's it's how it is simply also because of the amount of money that he started investing in his body mm, earlier on. Yes. Dwayne Wade, Carmelo Anthony's his class his the class that came in with him his draft class always say that he took care of himself more than we did. Yeah. So because of that I think it helped him and you know obviously, you know, if you don't get injured uh and and you're able to, you know, take care of yourself it, it helps. So if Wemby can stay healthy, his skill set is unbelievable, and bro, also his mentality. His right, mentality, yes. he comes in post games when yeah. he's losing yeah. and he's frustrated. Yeah. and I like to see players mm. like that. Do not, you know, be, you know, don't accept mediocrity. Don't, don't, don't accept absolutely. that. Yes, you know, absolutely. So absolutely. I, I like that. You know, if the Spurs organization, which is a great organization, is able to get the right key people and uh, pieces around him. Pop, Pop is a legend, oh, so yeah. you oh. know he knows it as. I, I watched, I watched uh, when Bayama recently play against the Wizards here yeah. in DC, and was that a tough watch? Each, each time, teams? no. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I didn't expect anything more from the Wizards, it, even though they did put up a good fight in the right. beginning. Right. But the one thing that I saw with uh, Pops and his relationship with Wemby is that each time Wemby made a little mistake, whether he, you know, the way he shot the ball, whether the way he blocked. Mm-hmm. With the way he the way he drove in, he would he would bench him, he would bench him like yes. Right. I kept watching him like right. I, I don't understand what's going on. Yeah. He would bench him and then a couple of minutes later he'll bring him back in. And that's again the the basketball IQ of people like pops. You know, right. give it up for him. Shut but up. I you know I was trying to figure out why is he doing it. Yeah, yeah. But it came to it, it kept working. Right. But the hunger that Wemby brings in each time he like he's on the court, whether they're like ten points down, twenty points down. You can tell, like this kid has a big future in in um, uh, uh, in the NBA, and Absolutely. you know the Spurs, even with a great talent like him, have honestly really hit a wall at this point in their season. Mm-hmm. The whole team looks a little tired. I mean, we've segued, <laughs> if you don't mind. The yeah. team has there's a lack of a lack of energy and and fire in the team, and you know what they have won only eleven games so 11, far this 11 year. Eleven for uh, <laughs> eleven uh, wins. Uh, the the bottom 48. of the Western Conference. Which and, is a tougher conference. <laughs> you know, they would be 13th uh, in the East. Wemby two, is two putting up, tri- you know what, uh, fourth, he had a fourth uh, straight double-double against the Timberwolves. But still, the, the team is struggling. They will have to build something around him. Yeah. And he should not be with these young boys all clamoring for some sort of spotlight in the national, you know, <laughs> because... 
Mm-hmm. They, right. they they go from no one really watching them to like them being watched one of the more popular teams now because of Wemby. Right. Uh, so you can expect that with a younger team wanting to also show their value uh, because if all you're doing is passing the ball to Wemby, maybe it doesn't really help your stats and help you grow your profile. So mm. I can see that. Uh, but yeah, all in all, there, certain times, even in key situations, the game is ending. You'll have a player going to the rack trying to beat his uh, player when you have a seven-foot-four seven guy, guy right? with an eight-foot yeah. wingspan Absolutely. in the middle of the key yeah. asking for the ball. He should not be having to he ask that, to. that difficult. You should be able to get it to him. But, uh, yeah, let's uh, uh, switch over to the uh, Indiana Pacers. Uh, Indiana Pacers beat out uh, New Orleans Pelicans. The score was 123 to 114 for Indiana. Um, you know, the All-Star break, the All-Star game, and the All-Star festivities were in Indy this year. Yeah. Um, having their All-Star in uh, Tyrese Halliburton. Yes, their point guard, Tyrese. I, th- I think Tyrese and Pascal Siakam, our wow. Cameroonian brother, Oof. have found each other in, in the most bizarre way. Man. You know, both of them two-time All-Stars, and in their recent matchup with the Pelicans, uh, you know, clinching it with a 123-114 win uh, for the Pacers uh, over New Orleans uh, um, the win puts the Pacers in a virtual tie, a three-way tie for their fifth uh, in the Eastern Conference. Right. Uh, though they have to, you know, fight it out with uh, Philly and uh, Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, talking about Siaka, man, it shows that he's learning uh, how to move with the flow of the Pacers, uh, the Pacers' offense, which isn't best. You know, some people say they they don't have any rhythm or, or, or formula. Uh, it's just a, a collection of plays. <laughs> Their it's general a, philosophy is a collection r- of plays. Right, right. Keep it's, moving the ball and the bodies. Right. Uh, but in his 19 games, this guy has done really well. He's now the Pesas' leading scorer, 21.3 points per game while shooting 56 points. Uh, you know, 56% from the floor and 39% from the three-point average. Uh, he's relying less on the one-on-one moves, and he's learning uh, more about what he, where he needs to go and when he needs to be there so that uh, the bucket finds him there. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, if you have a great point guard like Tyrese Halliburton, he knows where you'll be and he'll feed you the ball. Um, Ty- and I guess, you know, when you talk about that trade from the Raptors, mm-hmm. uh, my guy from Cameroon is having the last laugh. Absolutely, bro. You know, when you look at a player like a Tyrese Halliburton that we just spoke about, he's leading the league in assists with 11.6 point, uh, 11.6 assists a game, right? So technically he is averaging a double-double. Double-double, um, yeah. Yeah, so... F- you know, to average a double-double with the assist tally is difficult. A lot of big men are able to average double-doubles mm. with points and rebounds. Um, so when you have a, you know, a player like Pascal Siakam come over, it's difficult to fit into a team that kind of already has their own flow. Their rhythm, you know, yes. His, he's coming from the Toronto Raptors, which play a completely different style than the Indiana Pacers. But like you said, kudos to him for being able to you know understand, look, maybe I don't have to be as ball dominant. I just need to find open spaces. They're going to find me. Tyrese is going to find me, Absolutely. and I'm going to still be able to get my points. So kudos to him. And speaking about you know Cameroonian players, you know we, we've seen this 
uh, you know, th- this level of heightened uh, African players in the league, whether it's Pascal, whether it's Joel Embiid, the reigning mm. MVP, you know, Giannis is Nigerian, you know, um, Nigerian Greek. The Nigerian you know, freak. The Nigerian <laughs> Not the Greek freak. The Nigerian freak, you know. So, you know, you got Giannis and the likes. Um you know, we got Basketball Africa League Season 4 coming up. Coming up, up yes. You know, uh, Absolutely. S- starting off, what are your thoughts on how do we get um, the Basketball African League or a player from the BAL to be the first one to transition over to the league? And do you think the BAL has been doing a good job in trying to, you know, build that infrastructure? Absolutely. When you look at some of the players like Siakam, again, going back to, you know, Pascal Siakam, who has had a history with, uh, I think he came in bas- through bas- Basketball, Basketball Without, Without Borders, Borders. Mm-hmm. Uh, program. Um, I, uh, for me, I would rather see basketball players, you know, talent being developed for BAL, not necessarily for the NBA. You know, okay. instead of it being a pipeline to the NBA, just gr- developing great talent so that you solidify this league. You know, the BAL is still in its very early stages in its nascent years. It's the fourth season, like you said. Um, We need to see great caliber players so that five years, six years from now, we see young players who started out um, being compared to the, you know, to the big NBA greats so that we can have a league that is not necessarily compared with the, the NBA, but at least almost on the same level. Yeah, yeah, no, a- absolutely. And now it's going to South Africa. I mean, uh-huh. we're, we're, we've, ex- we've seen an expanded uh, BAL. Uh, South Africa is going to host uh, the first uh, league, the first ma- uh, the first couple of games. Yep. Uh, I think South Africa is going to do well. Uh, their basketball infrastructure is not very well developed, even though it's a very you know resource rich country. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have not really done well in developing basketball, and so. At, but they do have the potential. There we go. Uh, the Cape Town Tigers, uh, which you know is on top, I think the head of the they're called the Basketball National League, the BNL of South Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, they are going to come in. I think this is the second year, I believe. Uh, the Cape Town Tigers are coming in, yep. uh, are playing. Yep. Um, it's it's basically great overall for basketball development in South Africa that we see this expansion of the league. Yeah, man, I, I think uh, you, you nailed it on the head. I think for me, the most important thing that I would like to see uh, is less foreign players outside the continent and more local talent from the continent leading some of these teams. So have like a majority uh, young talent uh, leading up into it. And then you can have your selective pieces here and there of some foreign talent. But the majority of the makeup of the team should be uh, local, local. That's, yes, yeah, that's locally th- developed, locally sourced. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But Jackson, you know we can go on for hours. Uh, thank you so much for being on this segment with me today. Thank you, thank you. And uh, that is our segment for today. I'm Muck Bill Yabro filling in for Sunny Young here in Washington, and that is the sunny side of sports.